Hey there, it's me, Sophia. It's been a long time. I know it's kind of weird and awkward after all these years. Especially since the last thing I said to you was that I hated you. I just want to chat for a bit, if that's alright with you. Okay, okay. My boyfriend put me up to this. Obviously, this wasn't my idea. To be honest with you, I didn't want to do this, but he was like super insistent. I mean, he was nagging me every day. He was starting to get on my nerves. He said it would be good for me to talk to you again, to tell you everything. I told him I didn't want any lame therapy or anything like I'm just making things more awkward, aren't I? I guess the real reason I don't want to talk to you is because I'm afraid. I'm afraid of all the hurt and all the pain. All the tears I've bottled up inside all these years will come out. I'm afraid of losing that sense of control over my life. I'm afraid of reliving the past again. I'm afraid of feeling alone with no one to help me. I'm afraid of feeling rejected again. I'm afraid of feeling weak again. I know you know the whole story already. I, I just want to share my perspective. I hope that's okay. You know, I really used to enjoy going to church. Olivia and I woke up early every Sunday morning so we could dress up real nice. We would rush into Brad's room, whooping and hollering. He was always so angry that we woke him up, but he got dressed too. We all went together as a family. Mom was so beautiful in her sky blue dress and dad was so handsome in his Sunday best. Brad even looked surprisingly respectable. The church we went to wasn't really big, but it was cozy. The people were always so nice to us. They always called mom sister and dad brother. The elderly ladies would fawn over how pretty Olivia and I looked in our dresses. Olivia loved to spin around and show off for all the ladies. I remember just being so happy seeing that Olivia was happy. I really loved the music at church. It wasn't like any of the music my friends listened to. It was inspirational. It was uplifting. The music made me feel at peace. Olivia and I never got tired of singing those hymns. Eventually, we were asked to join the church choir. Olivia and I even sang a few duets for special music at the end of service. We even roped Brad into playing guitar for us. That's where I remember meeting you. I remember we became friends at that church. I enjoyed our long conversations together. I felt like I could tell you everything, and you would listen to me so patiently. Everything was so great during that time, until, until Brother Pat. I just, I don't know. Brother Pat seemed like such a kind-hearted man. Was I naive? 
Was I not really observant? I mean, he was the one who invited my parents to come to church. He gave them Bible studies. They were baptized because of him. He took us all on fishing trips. He taught Brad how to fish, how to shoot a rifle. <laughs> but no, he wasn't kind. Brother Pat was sick. He was a sick monster. He seemed like a good, perfect Christian, but it was all an act. A different face he wore, a mask to hide who he really was. He... He hurt Olivia in unspeakable ways. He took away her innocence. He... He molested her. I... I can't imagine what Olivia went through. It was months, maybe even a year before she dared to tell anyone what happened to her. How come I didn't notice the changes in her? How come I didn't notice she wasn't smiling anymore? How come I didn't pay attention when she didn't want people to hug her or touch her? How come I didn't see she was hurting on the inside? Why did I fail her so much? Why couldn't I have been a better big sister to her? Did Brother Pat threaten her? Did he shame her to keep their little secret? Did he bribe her? I know. I know. I shouldn't even think about such things, but those thoughts haunt me to this day. Olivia tried to tell us, but I was the only one who believed her. I kept yelling at mom and dad to stop taking us to church. We should stay away. We should believe Olivia. We should... We should protect my sister. But no one listened. No one could even imagine that Brother Pat would ever have road rage, let alone doing something like this. My parents even apologized to Brother Pat for stories Olivia was telling. I still remember that moment so clearly. Olivia was crying, burying herself into my arms. Brother Pat just smiled and nodded toward Olivia. He forgave her and told my parents to not worry about it. <laughs> if I could only turn back time, I would have freaking punched him in the throat right there. I, I should have known something was going on the night before, before she hugged me for the longest time when she said goodnight to me. She told me. <laughs> she told me I was the best sister in the world. She smiled for the first time in such a long time. I... I, I didn't know she was telling me goodbye. It was the beginning of a nightmare I couldn't wake up from. 
Even when the truth finally came out, people at church weren't nice to us anymore. They were distant. They didn't want to talk to us. Some of the older ladies even spread filthy rumors about Olivia. They were trying to make Brother Pat a victim. I confronted one of those ladies. I punched her right in her stupid, lying face. Brad had to pull me off her. It was a good thing he was there. I probably would have tried to beat her to death with her own cane. When Brad took Dad's gun and killed Brother Pat, I thought I would be happy. I wasn't. Although I felt Brother Pat deserved those two bullets and then some, I ended up losing my brother along with my sister. Brad was going to jail for 10 years, and the people at church somehow blamed us for what happened. There's no justice here. Throughout this entire time, I was calling out for you, but you never answered me. Just like those people at church, you were silent. I couldn't understand why. I think I stopped believing in you the day mom and dad divorced. Olivia was dead. Brad was in jail. I was hurting. I was crying out for a friend. But I was all alone. I decided you must not exist. If you did, then you were just cruel. Olivia didn't deserve this. Olivia was innocent. Olivia was beautiful and she loved you. Olivia deserved better. Why did you let this happen? Why, why, why? If the people at my old church taught me anything, it was that Christians were hypocrites and religion was useless. I swore I would come out of all of this stronger. I would help people and advocate for those who need it. I would crush any Christian that came across my path and break them of their faith in a non-existent God. And I lived that way for many years. I found a measure of happiness and satisfaction in my life, but not peace. I survived, but I just couldn't seem to find any peace in my life. That's when Liam stumbled into my life. My cousin Melissa conned me into going on a double date with her. She was dating this hot buff guy. They tried to set me up with his friend, this awkward Christian guy. I'm like, come on, Melissa, what the heck? Okay, I will admit he was cute, but when I found out he was a Christian, ugh, total turnoff. I totally wanted to throw my hot bowl of soup into his face. But that would have been a waste of good soup. I thought I would never see this deluded Christian again. But guess who was my lab partner the next quarter in school? I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I tried to humiliate Liam every chance I got. I mocked his faith. I belittled him. I made him feel stupid. I asked him hard questions he didn't have the answer to. I felt so superior to him. Most Christians run away from me after one or two verbal beatings. But Liam, he was like a Christian masochist or something. 
He kept coming back for more. I couldn't believe this guy. Yet, we somehow became friends over the next few months. Liam never attacked my belief in atheism. He was patient. He was kind. He tried to see me for who I am. He never tried to take advantage of me, even when I was at my most vulnerable. He believed in you so much. Liam made me start doubting your non-existence. I started to really like him. And I started to want to believe in you like he does. Liam may be deluded, but he was just so different from everyone else. Maybe, maybe he wasn't deluded. But I was afraid. I didn't want to get hurt again. <laughs> I still can't believe I asked Liam out. Well, technically, Liam asked me out in his awkward Liam style. But that was only after he found out I visited his dad first. I asked his blessing to date Liam. <laughs> okay, that was one of the most nutty and embarrassing things I've ever done in my life. I don't know what came over me. Guys always chased after me, trying to get into my pants, but not Liam. Always respectful, always proper. Dang it, Liam. If I waited for you to ask me out, we'd probably be in our 50s. Ugh. Pastor Bill was chill about it, though. Actually, Pastor Bill's a very cool guy. He's very sociable and charismatic. I kept asking him, are you sure Liam's your son? He laughed so hard that I had to laugh also. Pastor Bill told me a couple of funny, embarrassing stories about Liam. He even told me one of Liam's biggest weaknesses. I can't wait for the opportunity to exploit this knowledge. <laughs> I found out Pastor Bill was actually visiting Brad in jail. He actually sees Brad more often than I do. That made me feel really guilty. I need to visit him more often. It was the strangest coincidence. I'm sure Liam would have said something like, it was a divine appointment, but I don't know. It's just weird. Pastor Bill actually apologized to me for what happened to Olivia and Brad. I, I didn't know what to say. He was the first person at church to acknowledge my pain. He had nothing to do with the situation, but he was still sorry. He also acknowledged that the church hurt my family and failed to show us true Christianity when we really needed it. No one in my old church, not even the pastor, did anything like that. I think we both cried in Pastor Bill's office for like five minutes. I ugly cried, I admit it, but I felt such a heavy burden lifted on that day. And for the first time in a long time, I felt peace in my heart. Maybe you weren't silent all those years. Maybe you aren't cruel like I thought. Maybe, maybe you were there hurting alongside me, but I just didn't know it at that time. I miss Olivia so, so much. I can't go a day without thinking about her. I think about what she would be like today. I imagine her coming home from school, telling me all about her latest crush and all the girl drama she was going through. 
People used to tell me Olivia was in heaven, looking down upon me. That never sat well with me for some reason. I thought Olivia would be so sad seeing us suffer, struggle, and fall apart without her. Besides, I didn't believe in you, so Olivia wouldn't be in a non-existent place. She was just dead. Liam, of course, told me a different story. He's such a contrarian Christian. Sometimes, he's an enigma to me. He says Olivia isn't in heaven or hell, for that matter. She's just asleep, unaware of anything happening in this messed up world. And one day, we can reunite in a real heaven. A beautiful delusion? Maybe. But I kind of like his story. Is it okay if we can be friends again? I'm not great at introductions, but allow me to introduce myself. My name is Sophia. I'm a graduating college student. I'm a feminist. I fight for social justice. I am a strong woman. And I believe in you, Jesus. You have been listening to The Veggie Boy Project, a dramatization of a young man's desire for better health and how it led him to a journey into faith. This episode was written by Jennifer and David Quach. Narration and original music by Philip Pitcher. The voice of Sophia was Christy Wynn. Next time, Liam visits Sophia's brother, Brad, in prison.